Welcome to History Class After Hours. I'm Joseph Barra, and joining me are two familiar voices, Brian and Tyler. Hello. Hello. We really need an intro sound or something, or we can take advantage of those sound effect buttons. I I don't know how to put stuff on here. Summer Mission 2023, (laughs) how to use our board. All right. On that note, uh, last week we talked about the Lincoln County Wars which basically was a war in Lincoln County, New Mexico over monopolies, I guess is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, but one of the big players in the Lincoln County Wars was a man named... Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. And we're going to look more at his life today. Billy the Kid, probably one of the most famous outlaws in the wild, wild west. Yeah. Not the bad Will Smith movie, but the actual wild, wild west. I haven't seen that movie Keep it that way. Okay. All right. So many historians believe that William Henry McCarty was born in 1859 in New York City. Uh, His mother was an Irish woman named Catherine McCarty. When William was nine, they moved to Indiana. Quite the move. New York City to Indiana. Uh, William was devoted to his mother, who uh, did people's laundry in order to make money. Uh, He'd go to school which meant that he could read and write. Uh, And the family then moves on to Kansas in 1873. Uh, By this point, though, his mother had married a man named William Antrim. Um, Unfortunately, she had become sick with tuberculosis. As everybody knows that, huh? Consumption! (laughs) Yes, we are going to have an issue with consumption. Yes! We haven't had a consumption case in a while. I feel like that was so season two. Yeah. That was so season two. But anyway. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Um, Consumption. They moved to Silver City, New Mexico, uh, take advantage of a mining town there. And they also thought that uh, the drier climate would help Catherine with her tuberculosis. But they were wrong. And she dies of consumption within a year. Yeah. Drier climates don't help you with consumption. No, I guess. Nope. They send everyone to Colorado normally, right? Don't live in the desert. Mm. Or, well, it's not even a <clears throat> desert, right? It's New just... Mexico? Oh, I thought we were still talking about Indiana. No, Indiana, no. Oh, no. they kept going west. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they kept okay. on going farther and farther west, yeah. I guess I spaced out for a bit. Sorry. <laughs> we're literally two minutes in the episode, Brian. Get it together. Come on. Um, uh, once his mother dies, his stepfather will disappear. And him and his brother would be looked after by a woman whose name was Miss Trustell, uh, where they would work in her hotel. At this point, he befriended a man known as Sombrero Jack. <laughs> I'm guessing it's because he wore a sombrero. Probably. Otherwise, it's just a horrible nickname. Yeah. As a result, William is going to turn to a life of crime because that's what Sombrero Jack did. I feel like that should be the name of a restaurant. Sombrero Jacks. Sombrero Jacks. It could be like a fusion, um, like Southern and um, Tex-Mex. Yeah, yeah. Southern mm-hmm. Tex-Mex food, like <laughs> uh, the possibilities. Um, William would have to leave New Mexico and move to Arizona because he got in trouble with the law there. Foreshadowing. Um, in 1876, he stole a horse and headed to Fort Grant on the horse he stole. It wasn't like I stole a horse and now I'm going to Fort Grant. It's like I stole a horse so I could go to Fort Grant. Uh, while in town, he took on any work he could find. This included uh, being a cowboy and a cook. He'd also become a degenerate gambler. Wow, what a combination. Yes. Cook was degenerate gambler? 
Yeah, probably. You can make some pretty interesting dishes with that. <laughs> like, huh? I wonder how spicy this pepper is. Only maybe he still maybe he stole Sombrero Jack's recipes. Maybe. Once he raised enough money, he bought himself a gun. Yeah, life goals. <laughs> At Fort Grant, William would be a uh, would basically get in with a local criminal named John McKee. Uh, McKee taught him how to steal more horses, and as a result, he became a skilled rustler, which we talked about last week. Rustlers were basically cattle stealers or thieves, thievery of the cattles. All right, and then they would sell the cattle for dirt cheap prices and undercut the market, and everyone would get mad. A lot of times they'd steal cattle and sell them back to the people they stole them from. <laughs> That's why they started doing what to the cattle? Branding them. Branding them, yep. Soon after, the two men were caught and sent to jail. William, however, will be able to escape prison, which he is really good at. Um, he's quickly going to be the recaptured by a blacksmith named Frank Windy Cahill. <laughs> There's only two reasons why he has the nickname Windy. One, he has a lot of gas. Two, he lies a lot. I'm going to go with the second one. Probably, yeah. But the first one would be funnier. Yeah. No, if you're getting Sombrero Jack's recipes. Uh, <laughs> that's actually why Chicago is called the Windy City. It's because New York was upset that Chicago got the World's Fair. And they're like, oh, all the people are windy up there. Windy in the lying way or the other way? The lying way, okay. yes. Most people think Chicago is called the Windy City because it's windy. Like, the wind coming off the lake makes it windy. No. I guess windy meant, like, oh, these people are full of hot air type thing. Is it actually windy there? Or It can get, yeah. It can right. get pretty windy, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Cahill was a big man who often took pleasure in bullying William. William went back to prison, but once again escaped. Not sure what these prison guards are doing in New Mexico in the 1870s, but they are horrible at their jobs. In August 1877, Cahill will attack William again. Cahill will sit on him and begin pounding him in the face. Man. Yeah. Cahill must have a grudge for against him. Um, but, but William managed to draw his gun and shoot Cahill. Cahill would die from his wounds the next day. Now William was wanted for murder, so he fled again. And at this point, he will get the nickname Billy the Kid. Is it because he's a kid? I think he had a baby face. Ah. Yeah. Uh, he's going to flee back to New Mexico, where he would continue his life of crime. Uh, Billy soon would seek refuge on the open range and survive with the help of uh, the Mexican population living in the area. He spoke really good Spanish and would become very popular with that population. Um, Billy would then join a gang, gang called The Boys. Pretty original. Pretty original. Billy the Kid and the Boys. Billy and the Boys. That's, that sounds like a really good band name. That's a good band name, yeah. <laughs> Definitely a fiddle in that band. Uh, they were led by Jesse Evans, who we kind of talked about last week, and he would work uh, for a cattle rancher named John Chisholm, who we talked about last week as one of the main figures in those Lincoln County Wars. Uh, the Boys were one of the most active cattle rustling gangs in New Mexico. Uh, when they were... Uh, pursued out of Donna Anna County, they went to Lincoln County and then began to steal Chisholm's cattle. The guy they worked for. We all know where this is going. Yep. At this point, Billy would change his name from Billy Antrim, which was his stepfather's name, to William Bonney. No one knows why. 
I mean, people are just going to keep calling him Billy. The yeah, Billy. I think that one's going to, yeah. Uh, eight, October of 1877, he gets out of the cattle rustling game. Probably a smart move. Because now he starts stealing horses instead. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> we're now on the floor. Um, Maybe he should have stuck with cattle. <laughs> according to one story, Billy was on his own on the open range when his horse was stolen. Karma. Without Steal one horse, get your horse stolen. Without a horse, he walked miles. He began to suffer from a lack of food and water. Being near death, he'd reached the farm of a guy whose name was Haskell Jones. His wife, Barbara, who was known for her hospitality, would invite Billy into their house. While he was at the farm, uh, the law would finally caught, uh, caught up with his buddy, Jesse Evans, who after a gun battle was put in Lincoln County Jail. Um, and after recovering, Billy would go back to his old ways and join that gang again. This time, he goes to John Tunsil's farm and tries to steal his horse. Another big name in the Lincoln County Wars. What is it with him and, like, horses now? I mean... Cows are too easy, I guess. Yeah. Got to up the game. Uh, he was caught, but rather than turn him into the law, Tunsil would hire Billy to work for him. And this is how he gets to working for John Tunsil which we talked about last week. Go listen to that episode. Lincoln County know. Wars, yeah. yeah. Now, if you haven't listened to Lincoln County Wars, you're just like, what is this man talking about? But this is kind of like a, a two-parter. You go back and listen to Lincoln County Wars, kind of understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when working for Tunsil, he would soon find himself embroiled in conflict with the competing faction the House, which, if you remember from last week, was the law of Lincoln County. That was basically in cahoots with... Um, the the uh, the loan store in the county. They just called themselves the house. They called themselves the house, yes. So the house versus the boys. <laughs> uh, after Tunsil was murdered by the house, Billy became part of a posse known as the Regulators. And there he went to go try to bring those murderers to justice. This would become known as the Lincoln County Wars. Once again, talked about last week. Uh, the Regulators wanted to fight the house and end control its control of the county. Uh, they would spend five months in Lincoln County hunting down the murders of Tunsil. Billy would become one of the most loyal regulators. He'd be the only member that would be present at every one of their gunfights. They were known for shooting people a lot. Forgot the guy, name, name of the guy that they shot 11 times. Uh, it was um, it was one of the people that they like captured. That shot they, Tunsil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on April 1st, six regulators, including Billy, would ambush and kill Sheriff Brady on Lincoln's Main Street. This would be the turning point in the fight because the public opinion on the regulators would change. At first, the public was for the regulators because the house were like stealing cattle from most of the people. And they're like, all right, these people are fighting for us. But then they kill the sheriff and they're like, mm, can't really get behind this one. Um on May 1878, the regulators would fight against Brady's posse at Blazer's Mill. This is when the regulators' leader, Dick Brewer, was killed and replaced by a man named Frank McNabb. The House, on the other hand, replaced a new sheriff with George Pippin, who they believed was going to be harsher to the regulators. And at this point, the U.S. Cavalry arrives. His lawlessness has occurred, and they're like, I think the governor of New Mexico Territory was like, yeah, we need some help. Um, and the U.S. Cavalry is going to side with Pepin in the House. Uh, next battle takes place in Lincoln itself. Regulators are defeated, and Billy is going to flee into the countryside. 
So Billy and the regulators will spend the next few weeks hiding. Um, in July of 1878, Billy and a few other men returned to Lincoln to take refuge in Alexander McSween's house, uh, who's a lawyer. Uh, the house soon discovered that they were there and surrounded them. For four days, both sides exchanged fire and shouted at each other, as we talked about last week. On the fifth day, Pepin would set a fire to the house. Billy and several men developed an escape plan, fled out the back door. However, McSween was shot and killed. Um, and that pretty much ends the feud between the house and the regulators. But Billy ain't done. He's the leader of the regulators at this point. Um, at the same time, he is going to be named an outlaw and become one of the most wanted criminals in the Southwest. Um, in April of 1878, Lou Wallace, former Civil War guy, uh, would become the new governor of New Mexico Territory. Uh, to try to bring peace to the area, Wallace offered amnesty to anyone that had been involved in the Lincoln County Wars as long as they had not been charged with a crime. So, because like no one was getting amnesty, <laughs> just about everybody was getting amnesty except Billy. Oh, because I thought they like all were outlaws. Or... No, Billy was no. the only one because he he was charged with the murder of Brady, oh. and he was charged with the murder of someone else. I thought like they were all like from the Jesse Evans gang or something. Um, they never charged anybody with any of that stuff. Oh, yeah, except Billy. So the amnesty does not apply to him. So in February of 1879, the House and the regulators are going to meet, try to break bread, become nice to one another. Um, they agree to stop killing each other. Uh, they also agree that they were not going to testify against one another in court. Uh, this did not last very long, though, because a member of the House got drunk and killed Houston Chapman, who was a lawyer and supporter of the regulators. I can only imagine this happens like right outside. It's like they like just go outside and they go. They're actually like, having a toast, a toast to their renewed friendship. And they're like, ah, yeah. yeah. Um, in March of 1879, Billy would write Wallace and ask for immunity. In return, he said, I will testify against the house and Jimmy Dolan, who was kind of like the leader of the operation. Wallace would agree. Billy is going to be put in jail while he waited to give his evidence. However, the government decided to put him on trial for Sheriff Brady's death instead. So they go against their, their agreement. Billy, knowing he would not receive a fair trial, escaped jail once again. What's this, three times? Yeah. And he's on the run again. And now he goes back to his old, old trusty occupation of stealing cattle. To move down from horses. Yes, went back to the cattle. These jails must like suck. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, they're yeah. doing here. They're just like, Bip. front doors open. <laughs> uh, Billy was living near Fort Sumner in New Mexico at this point, and then he began stealing cattle from John Chisholm. Again? Again. <laughs> he said Chisholm owed him money for the time he spent fighting for him during the Lincoln County Wars. Mm. So apparently, he's not very loyal to John Chisholm. Um, in January of 1880, Billy's going to kill another guy. This guy's name is Joe Grant. This event would become one of the most famous moments of Billy's life. Grant was drinking heavily and began bragging that he could kill Billy the Kid. Grant did not know that Billy was sitting at the bar listening to him gloat about this. As Grant became more drunk, Billy asked him if he could look at Grant's revolver. Billy secretly removed the bullet from the chamber um, Billy then revealed to Grant who he was and turned away. Grant reached for his gun and fired at Billy's back, but there was no bullet in the chamber, so it was a it didn't fire anything. 
Billy then turned around and shot Grant multiple times, making it look like self-defense. That's like, that's something out of like a Western movie. That right is, that, that's yeah. like a Tarantino. Yeah. Terry, yeah. You said this should be made into like a Tarantino movie last week. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, in November of 1880, a man named Pat Garrett would be elected as the new sheriff of Lincoln County. He was a bartender, but was elected because he promised to catch wrestlers, wrestlers and Billy. There was currently a $500 reward for anyone that would catch him. That's about $11,000 today, which doesn't seem like a whole lot for the most wanted man in the Southwest. Yeah, I don't know. He killed a lot of people. Yes, and he's very dangerous. I feel like you might need to up that a little bit. Probably. Uh, This was for his part in the Lincoln County Wars and three murders. Uh, Pat Garrett wanted to collect the reward, so he organized a posse to track Billy down. He caught up with Billy at Fort Sumner. Billy had been leading a gang of horse thieves. Oh, he's back with horses again. That's great. Um, It was winter, though, and Billy was able to escape Garrett in the snowstorm, or a snowstorm. Uh, Garrett will next decide to set a trap. He told people in Fort Sumner that his posse was turning back because of the bad weather. When the news reached Billy, he deemed it was safe enough to return. As he returned, uh, he would take refuge in an abandoned building that was once a hospital. At around midnight on December 19th, Garrett's posse attacked the hospital. A gunfight followed. One of Billy's friends, Tom O'Fullyard, talked about him last week too, was killed. But Billy once again was able to escape. On the run, Billy and his gang hid at the ranch of a friend named Manuel Brazil. Hoping he's from Brazil. Hopefully. <laughs> but Brazil is going to betray Billy and tell Garrett that the outlaw was hiding there. Believing that Garrett was back at Fort Sumner, the gang would hide out at an abandoned building. As the gang slept inside the hideout, Garrett and his posse surrounded the tiny windowless building. Early in the morning, one of the outlaws stepped out through the door wearing a sombrero like Billy wore, and they shot him in the face. And they killed him. And they're like, we got Billy. But it wasn't Billy. They also shot a horse for some reason. And the horse fell dead, blocking the door to the building. So they were stuck inside. Um, God. Why? That's like, that's such a weird turn of events from just shooting a horse. Yep. Like, like. Hopefully it wasn't Sombrero Jack. Hopefully not. Oh. I mean, they had to make sure Billy didn't steal the horse. So that is true. Billy him. may but have like, stolen the horse. They already shot him in the face. Like the guy wearing the sombrero. Not, not Billy. Not Billy. Yeah, I know, yeah. but like they thought it was Billy. So, like, <sighs> like if they already thought that he was dead, why would why they would they, they shoot the yeah. horse? Like that's just <laughs> another free horse. You could just yeah. Maybe they're like, you're associated with Billy horse you gotta go too. billy the horse um so garrett's posse settled down to wait for billy to give himself up and then they started taunting the men inside the building i guess they would make like coffee and like bake like fry up bacon and stuff like that and just like waft the smells to the little house because they knew they were getting hungry and stuff and like come out give me some bacon and it didn't work anyway eventually though billy does surrender um and garrett arrest him Billy was taken to a small town called Mozilla to stand a trial for the murder of Sheriff Brady. In April 1881, he was charged with murdering two other men. After just one day, he was found guilty. Four days later, 
they will sentence him to death by hanging. So they send him back to Lincoln to be hung. After being in jail for one week, he manages to escape again. Oh my gosh, that's number four? That's number four. They've just got to expect him to, like, escape. Like, just don't let him out of the courtroom. Correct, yeah. Or, like, put him in a box. or Yeah. Uh, no one knows how he escaped, but he did manage to shoot both guards dead. Uh, Billy would remove his shackles with an axe, once again steal another horse, along with some guns, and leave town. Where did he get the axe? Where did he get the guns? Yeah, that too. There's two theories. One is that like a woman came and visited him and like just gave him a gun. Another theory is that someone left him a gun in an outhouse, and he just grabbed it. Mm. I was thinking maybe he had one like hidden Mm-mm. somewhere. These, maybe they didn't check his pockets or something. These jailers aren't really smart, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now Billy is the most man, wanted man in America. That's a pretty yeah. accomplishment. Uh, his friends would urge him to Mexico. Instead, he goes back to Fort Sumner. Three months after his escape, Billy would once again form a po- uh, not Billy uh, once again a posse would be formed to catch him. Uh, Garrett's going to form that posse. Uh, he discovers that he was staying with a friend named Pete Maxwell. Garrett would head over to his house. What happened next cannot be confirmed. One story is that Billy was in bed. Another story was he was returning from the house of his girlfriend. Both stories, though, agree that Billy went in the Maxwell's room where Garrett was waiting for him in the dark. As Billy entered, he called out. Kienes, Kienes. My Spanish isn't great. Is that who is this? Yeah. Is that basically that? All right. Garrett fired two bullets that killed Billy instantly at the age of 21. Wow. So he really was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. He did all of this at the age of 21. Yeah. Like he must have been like, how old was he during the Lincoln County Wars? Like 16, be like, yeah. 17? Oh my gosh. Dude lived a hard life. I'm 16, and even I haven't fought in a Lincoln County war yet. You haven't stolen cattle yet, no, man. You ain't, I you ain't living. Cow. You oh. ain't living. Man, uh, Gar- I need to do something with my life. <laughs> uh, Garrett, uh, like I said, fired two bullets, killed Billy instantly. At Billy's funeral, almost every citizen followed the wagon that carried his coffin. He'd be buried next to his friend, Tom O'Fullerride and Charlie Beaudray. In uh, 1920s, there was a renewed interest in Billy the Kid. Over time, legends grew, claiming that uh, he was not actually killed and that Garrett staged the incident and death out of friendship so that he could evade the law. Uh, but a lot of people say, like, that's probably not accurate because Garrett would say, like, I spoke to him once. Like, there's this idea that him and Garrett, like, were rustlers together at some point and they worked together and they were like friends Garrett never really says any of that. This is all coming from outside people. Uh, During the next 50 years, a number of men claim they are Billy the Kid. Most of these claims were easily disproven, but two have remained topics of discussion. 1948, a Central Texas man, Ollie P. Roberts, also known as Brushy Bill Roberts, began claiming he was Billy the Kid and went before a New Mexico governor, Thomas J. Marbury, seeking a pardon. All right. Last this there there's talks of digging up both bodies. 
to see do a DNA test to see if they're actually well actually they went I don't know how that would work because someone is buried in Billy the Kid's grave. Yeah, and I mean if he's if he's still alive and so if he has this, well he hasn't even just I don't know how you have to find a descendant I guess to see if they yeah you gotta figure that out yeah yeah I'm not really sure how that works so that's story of Billy the Kid maybe I'm Billy the Kid. Out. No, no, Well, maybe I lived longer. You never know. Oh, I forgot. There's more. <laughs> oh, there's more. Oh, oh, wow. We're not done. That was a really weird place to end. <laughs> Just me saying that I might be Billy the Kid. Uh, Mabry dismissed Robert's claims, and Robert died shortly afterward. Nevertheless. Heiko, Texas, Robertstown, a resident, capitalized on his claim, opening the Billy the Kid Museum. Another man named John Miller from Arizona claimed to be Billy the Kid. This was unsupported, though, by his family. Uh, so they basically just said he's a crazy person. Um, and like I said, they're trying to get, like, DNA samples, try to figure out, like, who exactly, if that really is Billy the Kid. Um, yeah. Where's the Billy the Kid Museum? Texas. Heiko, Texas. Was he ever in Texas? No. No, he was never in Texas. But this old man said he was Billy the Kid. So they're like, you know what? We got this crazy old man that thinks he's Billy the Kid. So let's open up a museum. (laughs) And I guess there's been like lawsuits to get DNA tests done of Billy the Kid or whoever is buried in Billy the Kid's grave. Um, has it happened yet? No. Hmm. I feel like they should, because, like, I don't know. I feel like it would be interesting to find out. Yeah, and they'll have to make a documentary about this. Ooh, yeah. Someone probably already Apparently, has. Um, they have the remains of his mother. So they could... So they could get the DNA from his mother and then see if it matches... Yeah. Whatever body is um, buried in there. So as of 2012, they have not done this yet. All right. Well, it's been 11 years. Yeah, so maybe we have, uh, in 2007, an author and amateur historian, my favorite type of historians, Gail Cooper filed a lawsuit against Lincoln County Sheriff's Office under the State Inspection of Public Records Act to produce records of the results of a 2006 DNA test and other forensic evidence collected in the Billy the Kid investigations. Apparently he won. Oh, really? He won like $300,000. Wow. (laughs) I don't know why, but he won it. I mean, I feel like you would just like win the ability to see the records, not like a ton of money also. But Apparently there's no official death certificate for Billy the Kid, and that's why this is still kind of open. So in 2005, a guy filed suit in the New Mexico Supreme Court asking the court to order the state's Office of Medical Investigator to officially certify McCarthy's death or Billy the Kid's death. So he said, you guys are breaking the law because we have this person buried and there's no official death certificate. So he, there's people really trying to make a push here to get that, that body exhumed. I mean, you're in the Wild West, though. So yeah. I don't know how many death certificates there actually are out there sounds like a field trip to new mexico yes 
All right. So we can solve this mystery. So we can file another lawsuit. <laughs> as, amateur, as amateur historians, we're, solve yeah. this. we're solving this. All right. Now we're done. All right. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to History Class After Hours, the show where we talk about the things your history teachers didn't have time to teach you. If you wanted to stay updated on upcoming events for the History Club, please visit www.starsmillhistoryc.wixsite.com forward slash 2020. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to our channel on iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be on the lookout for new episodes, and we'll be posting every week. Until next time, stay curious.